Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. Kindness is making a comeback in the new documentary, The Antidote, now streaming on Amazon Prime Video. Today, I get to talk with the award-winning producers, Kahani Cooperman and John Hoffman, about the film that explores how intentional kindness can transform society. Kahani and John, thank you so much for creating The Antidote, the movie, the documentary. It is really special. And I'm wondering if you can just start by explaining to people what you were trying to accomplish when you first sat down and said, what if we did a movie about kindness? It was about 2018 when some mutual filmmaker friends uh, introduced me to John Hoffman, who I had heard about but uh, had never met. Um, through his filmmaking and executive positions and reputation. And um, uh, we met, he had already, as he can tell you, already raised a significant amount of money uh, for a film about one word, kindness. And this was 2018. And it was a time when it was, you know, there was a pervasive feeling of civility crumbling beneath us. And just on a personal level, I was concerned, but also like mystified. I didn't recognize it as, as something familiar in a way. And I just thought what an interesting opportunity to explore this aspect of being human at this time, when it felt like all around us, this idea of, you know, how we treat each other, uh, seemed to be just fragile and falling apart. So John and I, you know, agreed to work together and he can take it from there, but we went on this incredible journey with a small team to explore uh, what kindness means and the role of it in a civil democracy. And the result is, I think, you know, in our film, I hope, um, and John can tell you more about maybe how we got there. Well, we, as Kahani mentioned, we had um, the generous resources from a major nonprofit to um, make a film um, with with no constraints. If you if you're going to make a film uh, in 2018 into 2019 um, in this moment in, in in America about kindness, what do you what what kind of stories would you tell? What kind of how would you explore that? And we started thinking that it's not just kindness, it's compassion, it's empathy, um, it's decency. Um, and <clears throat> we started talking to so many people who are, who approach, um, who look at all those areas, all those, those, those aspects of, of humanity, but from the position of philosophy or political science or evolutionary biology. Um, and we just, talked to many people, we read a tremendous amount um, and we had put together a small team. And at a certain point we said, okay, we've probably learned about as much as you need to learn in the kind of book learning sense of it. Um, let's put all that aside. We know we wanna tell a, a number of stories in this film. Um, we know that there is not one place that you could go that could capture all that we've learned. Um, let's put all that aside and let's do this visioning exercise where we say, okay, the film is done, it's out there. 
Um, are there questions that we want the film to have answered? We will feel good at the end of the day when this film is out in the world that we've answered a series of questions. And so we started writing them. And um, we came up with six pretty simple questions, which are how do we raise our children? How do we teach our children? How do we take care of the sick and the dying? How do we live and work together? How do we welcome the stranger? And how do we lead? And we thought, you know, if we could make a film where you're not doing a one-to-one -one story about, you know, child raising or education, but you're looking for, you know, beautiful stories that, um, you know, sort of examine, <clears throat> or give us the chance to examine these aspects of, of life. And we thought that those questions sort of go from birth to death. Um, and they also, um, are really about all the worlds that we probably move through, our homes, our communities, the institutions you know, that we, that we um, spend time in, whether it's schools or hospitals, whatever it may be. Um, and so we thought, okay, this is really helpful. These are foundational questions for how we start looking for stories. Um, but then um, Charlottesville happened and um, it was in the midst of um, already what seemed like an incredibly divisive and, uh, time in this country with a growing sense of hate, but this took it to a whole other level. And it, and it really um, demanded that we um, dig deeper in ourselves. And I'll, I'll give it to Kahani to, to talk a little bit more about that. Um, well, when Charlottesville happened, it was, uh, it was a real reckoning, I think, for a lot of people in this country um, to look at ourselves um, and to really wonder, uh, not that we were naive and going into this, obviously, um, there's a lot of issues here, but we realized that it wasn't enough to do stories uh, that just answered these questions about kindness. We needed to see where the impetus to intentionally be kind in the stories that we were telling came from and that uh, that we would be remiss in not acknowledging, frankly, the fundamental unkindnesses that so many Americans live with every single day. So in the same way that we identified these kind of six questions, tentpole questions, uh, we came up with these fundamental unkindnesses. Um, and, you know, it's fundamentally unkind to not have a safe place to sleep fundamentally unkind to not earn a living wage. It's fundamentally unkind to not have access to health care. And the injustices of racism, fundamentally unkind. And homophobia, sexism are both fundamentally unkind. And we took those unkindnesses and we looked at our questions and together they, they became the lens through which we started looking for our stories. We felt like we really had to uh, give context for the intentional kindness, the intentional lifting of others up in these various communities that we explored, um, give context for why that was needing to happen. So while the film is solutions-based and oriented, it's not without acknowledging deeply the problems that have plagued so many of our fellow citizens, if not for, you know, years, then decades, and in some cases, centuries. And so uh, that is 
you know, part of why we knew this couldn't be a light look at kindness. Right. And right. I know that's important to you too, Nicole. It is. And, you know, when I, when I saw that, that you not only were talking about kindness and, um, and different, you know, your tent poles, as you said, but also what broke us, you know, what broke us as people and then from there, how do we heal us? And so I, I, I get feisty when people look at kindness as, you know, the rainbows and the cotton candies and bubble gum, because I have seen the transformative power in my life and the lives of people I love who have been intentional and systematic about kindness. And I feel like, Kahani, did you see that in this film? Was it more than just, oh, it's all great? Oh, I mean, not only did we did we see it, it's it was part of the criteria for the stories we were looking for. And that's not to diminish random acts of kindness, mm -hmm. like God bless. Um, those are, those are great. And right. They're important. Um, they sure this are. One, this one really was about intentionality. Yes. And so each story, you know, we looked at hundreds of stories uh, for, to arrive at the nine that appear in the film and four more as short films on our website. And uh, intentionality is, it was one of like the top criteria um, and uh, and to look at kindness as, you know, not being, we had to push against this perception of it being soft, you know, and not look at it like that and look at it as, as a, um, a, a tool, like mm -hmm. a, a fierce weapon, although I don't want to maybe use that word. It's but like teeth, right? Weapon of change. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's how we treat each other. That can change everything. It can change an individual life and it can change a community's, you know, intention mm -hmm. amongst itself. And, and, and then that can be in the whole country and it can change a feeling that people have towards each other. John, so. did you feel like it was difficult to maintain that, um, the intentionality of it and, to, and really get that message of true kindness across and yet still be entertaining to people? Because, you know, somebody doesn't want to sit there and be lectured. They don't, they don't want that. They want to feel good. They want to feel a release. Uh, so how did you maintain that balance? Well, I, it was not hard at all because the people that we you know, that you meet in the film, the places that we went. Um, all the stories are based uh, in institution, institutions and organizations that uh, are well-established and have been, have a, a very strong philosophy about how they provide the service that they do provide, whether it's to the healthcare for the homeless or it's the raising of foster children. There is tremendous art and design to the work that they're doing. And they are leading, so how do we lead? They are leading with you know, very, very intentional, um, sort of uh, with kindness at the forefront of their whole approach to whether it's care or teaching. Um, and so, and the, everyone, we everywhere we went, we knew going in from our conversations with them on the phone, um, leading up to that, we knew that these are people who have given tremendous thought to all these issues. They have a wonderful way, every one of them completely unique in how they express you know, their philosophy about you know, how and why they do the work that they do. 
um, and how they're really trying to, to, to make the world you know, a better place. Um, and so um, these, I, I hope you were inspired by the words of the people that you, you, know, you met. Um, they required, you know, all we had to do is just bring the camera. <laughs> and just turn it on, and yeah. uh, you know the, the beauty of their words and their actions are right there in front of us. It is. It's authentic. It's it is right there. I'm curious what each of you were was surprised by as you were meeting these people. Uh, John, do you want to start with that? You know, I I, I really think that it is um, that these people all were, they were almost, they're, they're so humble, they're so modest, everybody that we spent time with, that, 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 that we would be interested in their work and the service that they provide, um, that we would be you know, seeing them as people who you know, are really worthy of, of attention because they really will, um, uh, open up conversation that we want to have happen in in you know at, at the kitchen table you know at the boardroom you know at the city council that the way that they approach um, their work is worthy you know um, I think that that was what was surprising is that they were all so modest and you know almost surprised like us really you want to come here okay but um, I, you know, I think that that's uh, but. I don't think we would have been interested in them if they didn't have that level. Right. It it sounds like well, that's the reason we are interested in you. That because they are true servants. Kahani, what surprised you? I think um, you know, the idea that people are essentially most people are essentially good didn't surprise me at all. And it's easy to say like, oh, was it really hard to find these stories? The fact of the matter was once we sort of had our lens, it was not hard to find these stories because, you know, and you might notice when you watch the film where we weave nine stories from all over the country together, um, we never identify anybody. We don't identify individuals or organizations. We only identify locations. And we, one of the connectors between stories or chapters of stories are these drone shots because it was really important to give the impression that um, we were sort of dropping in on these communities, whether it's, you know, the refugees in Anchorage, Alaska, or a community college in Amarillo, Texas, or, you know, a, a Baptist church in Decatur, Georgia, wherever it may be, um, that that's where we happen to drop in, but that you, you can really drop in anywhere and find people doing this in any community in this country. I, and, and I wasn't, when I came in in 2018, I wasn't sure. I wasn't feeling that way. And, um, and it's, um, I don't want to sound naive, but I do feel like there's nowhere you can go where you can't find examples like the ones that we show um, and that that's what we have to lean in towards. So I guess the surprise is only of the time um, because things are feeling so, uh, uh, you know, fragile. Um, but, but one thing that helped me for the last two years on a totally personal level is like thinking about all the people we met, you know, we might not have been in the classroom in Modesto, but I knew that the teacher Sherry McIntyre was there 
pre-COVID, um, teaching teaching the next group of ninth graders those same incredible lessons, you know, or I could I could name every character and subject in in the in the story. But um, so I guess I don't know if that was a surprise, but it was a great thing to come to the realization. One of the things I want to ask you is something people ask me all the time, and it's, well, isn't there just more evil in the world than good? And I have a strong opinion on that. I'm wondering what what both of your opinions are on that and if it changed one way or the other after making this. Kahani, let's start with you because it sounds like you were almost tipping into that answer before I even asked it. I don't believe there's more evil than good. I mean, just to put it out there, I really don't. But I, but I, but I think that evil exists. And I think that um, it's really important to all of, for all of us uh, humans to figure out, to, to do what we can to figure out the roots of it and to try where possible, because I don't believe it's possible with every single group or people, but where possible to have conversations. Uh, talk to people who don't feel the same way you do. I'm not talking about extremists, but I'm talking about somewhere in there, there's got to be some common humanity and we've lost our way to it. So uh, I have no idea if that really answers the evil versus good question, but I, I just feel like it's worth seeking out that which I think connects us, which is goodness, uh, uh, rather than evil. So John, before we go, go to you, Kahani, a follow-up question to that then. Before you worked on this movie, would you have fallen in that camp of people who say, yeah, there's probably more bad than good in the world, and now you say there's more good than evil, or do Absolutely you- Absolutely not. I've always been a, my, my cup is half full of good. Okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, so that yeah. was the mindset you went into that's, this movie that's with. That's my point of view. Good. Okay. And, All right. Yeah, that is my point of view of people in mm -hmm. life. Okay. How uh, about you? For the most sorry. Part. <laughs> How about you, John? Uh, to the people who say, "Oh, there's more bad. There's more evil in the world than good." What do you think? Well, I, I I'm with Kahani, and I I, I genuinely believe that that um, that our communities um, are fundamentally good. I think, and I believe that the vast majority of, of humanity is fundamentally good. There are bad actors out there who are who know how to um, really almost prey on the, on the, the sort of um, the struggles of others um, to uh, uh, advance their causes. Um, uh, and we're living through that right now. And um, I really the worrisome aspect of these times is that we have developed technologies that um, enable those voices to be easily amplified. And so I think that it's the way that it affects our perception is something that we have to be very mindful of. But I think that the experience of making this film is that we moved through so many different communities um, and um, over over and over and over again, our experience, not only in the actual filming, but the experience of just being in those communities, moving through those communities in every region of the country, it just confirmed 
what I said is that I believe that our communities are fundamentally good. And I think that there are people in every community who are trying to make their communities good. Um, and we wanted to make a film at a time when there's so much hate and division that was the antidote, shows that there is an antidote to that hate and division. And it is um, those important actors in, in, our, in our worlds that um, are forces for good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, forces for good. What a beautiful thing to be called. Um, the the movie, The Antidote, is available on Amazon Prime Video. You can stream it. Uh, you can find out more information at theantidotemovie.com. Both really good resources. Um, and, of course, go, go watch the movie. It's absolutely um, uh, a really deep, thoughtful documentary that furthers this conversation in a way that um, it really hadn't been before, I don't think, on um, in a movie setting. So, But before I let you go, and thank you for your work, both of you, thank you for doing that, for furthering that conversation. Before I let you go, I would love it if one of you would share um, a favorite kindness story. I always love to leave people with just a little hope, a little inspiration, a little... Yeah, there is good happening in the world. Uh, it exists. And so which one of you would like to share a, a little kindness story? I can share one related to the film, yeah. which is, you know, it's kind of points to the ripple effect of kindness and witnessing it. Um, a woman wrote to us who had seen the film. And one of the stories in the film is about... Um, uh, a community college in Amarillo, Texas, and their acknowledgement that uh, it's the school's responsibility to help these students, most of whom are first-generation college students, uh, conquer the life barriers, not the academic barriers, but the life barriers that keep them from getting those degrees that can be life-changing for themselves, for their families, and their communities. So we follow um, you know, several students and the president and the philosophy of this. And the, our main subject is a single mom uh, who benefits from the, uh, the philosophy of this school. And uh, someone who saw the film was uh, influenced by this story so greatly that she um, had inherited a very small amount of money from her mom who, who had been an immigrant and never realized her dreams, but she herself had been able to because of her own mom's sacrifices. So she called a school that she had gone to, uh, taught at 10 years earlier and um, said, I saw this movie and I want to help students. And so she created a modest but meaningful scholarship in her mom's name to help single moms get an education at that school. So I just thought like, wow, that's fantastic. It is fantastic. Yeah. So that's, that's someone who, you know, it's the ripple effect. They saw an example of something in our film and then asked themselves like, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And how can I um, do something that lifts other people up? And, and I feel like that's such a good example of it. So that would be my one story. I love it because yeah, I'm sure there's so many, I'm sure. But you know, that, that it just goes to prove like, it's not the people who are wearing superhero capes that are changing the world. It's not those who are extravagantly wealthy or extravagantly intelligent or have all this extra time on their hands. It's just people who say, 
I could maybe do that. So thank you, Kahani and John, for doing what you can do to um, bring about more kindness and uh, help heal our broken world. I, I sure appreciate you both. Well, we thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you for what you're doing. That was a conversation with Kahani Cooperman and John Hoffman, award-winning producers of the new documentary, The Antidote, now streaming on Amazon Prime Video. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, please spread some kindness in the review section. 